welcome, people of Community Christian Church. Community Church Christians. Yeah, right. Community or Christian Community Church. We're uh, we're about to go back into Romans 11. There's no community without you. <laughs> That's why you should be here. <laughs> Hi, Roger. Hi, Joe. Um, assuming Kathy. Hi, Kathy. And Le- uh, Leah, right? Mm-hmm. Leah. Hi, Leah. If you're there. Um, Judy. Uh, I'm guessing Cody. Um, there's five people on, so yeah. Keep guessing. You'll probably hit the right person eventually. Pass this down to Alyssa. Pass this down to Alyssa. <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to keep making. That's from a long time ago. A long, long time ago. Lonnie. I can still remember how Lonnie the music used to make me smile. Um, announcements. Oh, announcements, announcements. Um, Jesus Revolution. Thank you. Tomorrow night. Tomorrow night is Jesus Revolution, so bring your friends, bring your family, bring yourself, and your neighbor, and their neighbor, and... Anyone you can think of, invite them all. And then uh, we also have a, another VBS meeting this Sunday. So, we want them to be here. If you are volunteering, it is a mandatory meeting. If you're volunteering, so that's it's a mandatory everyone meeting. right here. So, yeah. Excuse me. Sorry, Nick. That's you, too. <laughs> on the 23rd. Oh, and then on the 23rd, I hear, I'm hear i hearing we're having a block party for VBS. It'll be from noon to 4 p.m. Noon to 4. Food, games, and giveaways. Be there or be square. I mean, triangle. <laughs> and then Saturday on the 22nd, which I know is her birthday. Her birthday. Her birthday. Her birthday's her birthday. not that But we're walking the neighborhood. 9 to 12. 9 to 12. And then 12 to something. Is we're decorating the church. Oh, 12 to something, we're decorating the church. That sounds great. When is that? The 22nd. Saturday, the 22nd. No, next Saturday. Cool. And then, and not next week, but the following week, we have BBS. So bring your kids, and hopefully, we have volunteers. We do. We have a lot of volunteers. I know. It's been great, God, which is awesome. God brings the workers. Uh, and, and next week, Friday, we're having a hiatus on Good News Night, right? Yeah, we're not going to be showing Good News Nights. So no chosen um, next Friday. Tomorrow is the movie. Next Friday, we will not have Good News Nights. Right. But whoever is in the skit, there is a meeting. I'll be sleeping. I'm just kidding. Right. <laughs> okay. I'm about the main character. What day is the meeting for your yeah. skit? I'll be sleeping. Huh? It's Sunday. only people who are in the skit. Oh, okay. okay. The Sunday, right? Okay. No. And then Sunday is everyone. So Sunday is everyone for BBS. Okay. And then Tuesday. 
Wednesday, Friday is the skit practice for people in the skit. At what time? 6.30? So I won't be during Bible study on those days, which is Tuesday only, because Thursday we don't practice the skit. Yes, I've been the skit. Totally. He's totally in the skit. You are. No. You're going to be next to you. He said no. So she said no, she didn't. She was like scared when he looked at us too. She's like, no. Uh, is there anything I'm the else? Lady. There you go. I'm gonna be hanging out with you next Thursday. <laughs> oh yeah, next Thursday she's bringing cupcakes mm-hmm. for no intentional reason, except for that it's her birthday. <laughs> sorry, I didn't say it. Oh, did I say something? I, I slipped out. I'm sorry. He sneezed. Right. <laughs> yeah. We can't announce how old a woman is going to be. Oh, I can't. But we can talk about how old you are. (laughs) Hey, you guys. Hi, kiddos. Hi, you. Hi, kiddos. Hi, kiddos. Make room, guys. All right. We're right on time. We're just getting started. What did you say? I said Nick's complaining about the juice it up. I was too. Where's mine? Yeah, no, I call and ask you guys. See, Dad, it would have been mom's up because we were here. That's because you, you love them. Okay. Back to the word. Yeah, it's my first juice. Oh, okay, as long as she goes. Oh, so don't complain. Where'd you guys get those over there by the college? I want to know what you might have liked the game. Then you order something better. A longer book. Alright, let's uh, open it in a word of prayer, yeah? Yeah. yeah. You want to open us, Dad? Come on, Daddy. Father, we just thank you, Father, for this time together, Lord. And Lord, and as we study your word, Lord, just open our eyes and ears and hearts to it, Lord, that we would receive what you have for us, Lord. And help us to take it with us. It does it does us no good if we if we just hear it. But we need to be doers of your word too. And so help us to help us, help this word to change our lives and, and mold us into those instruments that you can use, Lord. And we just thank you, Father, and praise you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 I'll probably be back. I'll be back. Maybe. We hear Are you leaving? That's okay. Hi. Hi. She doesn't okay. <laughs> I need to move you down. Because I need to focus. I tell Dad the same thing. I get away from him too during church. Separate. Can you imagine that? They're in church. I'm not sick. I need your people. Oh, yeah. What? They're brothers. They're I should do that with the whole congregation. So I agree. Totally good. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We so, left off in 13. Yes. Yeah. But we're going back there. Uh, but this time we're going to go first. 
Yeah, we're going, we're going read 11, 11 through again. But then we're going to start at 13 this time. So it says, again, I ask, did they stumble so as to fall beyond recovery? Not at all. Rather, because of their transgression, salvation has come to the Gentiles to make Israel envious. But if their transgression means riches for the world and their loss means riches for the Gentiles, how much greater riches will their fullness bring? I am talking to you Gentiles, and as much as I am the apostle to the Gentiles, I make much of my ministry in the hope that I may somehow arouse my own people to envy and save some of them. For if their rejection is reconciliation of the world, what will their acceptance be but life from the dead? If the part of the dough offered as first fruits is holy, then the whole batch is holy. If the root is holy, so are the branches. If some of the branches have been broken off, and you, though a wild olive shoot, have been grafted in among the others, and now share in the nourishing sap, nourishing sap from the olive root, do not boast over those branches. If you do, consider this. You do not support the root, but the root supports you. You will th say then, branches were broken off so that I could be grafted in. Granted, but they were broken off because of unbelief, and you stand by faith. Do not be arrogant, but be afraid. For if God did not spare the natural branches, he will not spare you either. Consider, therefore, the kindness and sternness of God. Sternness to those who fell, but kindness to you, provided that you continue in his kindness. Otherwise, you will also be cut off. And if they do not persist in unbelief, they will be grafted in, for God is able to graft them in again. After all, if you were cut off from an olive tree, but that is wild by nature, and contrary to nature, were grafted in a cultivated olive tree, how much more readily will these sorry, how much more readily will these? the natural branches be grafted into their own olive tree. Once again, that's a lot. Yeah. Okay. Olive trees. <laughs> Lots of olive trees. Lots that's of olive the trees. back part of the scripture. That's cool. We can start there. We can start there if you want. No, just, okay. The description for olive trees is that... Um, okay. It's, the description of it is the, is the, is the Jewish people. It's, it's their, they were... Um, Jesus is talking about the roots and stuff. Jesus is the tree. The tree and the roots and the branches are the people from Israel, his chosen people. But those are being cut off or broke off, you know, um, through disbelief in who Christ is. That's what he's saying. That they're not broke off to make room for new people. They're broken off because of their um, belief. Jesus talks about it. So that means they're completely gone. I mean, I mean. Well, we just, that's that's why he's. Well, we just read yeah. was how much easier it would be for them to be grafted back in since that they were from that tree. From that tree, yeah. But if they choose not to, yeah, they're completely. Okay. Yeah, and it, and it's always a choice for any of us. Mm -hmm. It's always a choice for any of us. It's a choice. So yeah, they were they were broken off, but it's because they chose to be broken off. 
You know how they made a choice? I, I want to explain that to you guys because it needs to be clear. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. The Holy Spirit calls us. There's nobody sitting at this table that hasn't felt God calling them and tugging at their heart. You know what I mean? And and when he's tugging, whatever he's tugging about, whether it be salvation or something in life that isn't right or whatever, you know what he's tugging for. There's not nobody at this table that can say they don't. We do not. So we make a choice to either receive or deny him, and we make a choice to, to receive what he has for us and follow him or not. We make we personally make that choice. You know? It just is what it is. The beautiful thing about Christ is that once you do believe, you're saved. And um, that doesn't mean that we're not sinners because we still sin, you know, but we're saved. Um, there was some few chapters back, and I keep bringing it up because I even astonished myself with it. I don't know where it came from. It must have been the Spirit. I don't know. But um, we're no longer sinners. We're saints who sin. So sinners are without Christ. You and I are with Christ. We're no longer sinners, right? Because sin uh, brings death, you know? So we're no longer sinners. We're saints covered by the blood of Jesus who sin. doesn't make it right. We need to work at not being that person, but we are. But we're, but we're not we're not condemned. You know, there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, the Bible says. So it doesn't make it right to continue to be like you used to be when you know somebody died to give you life. You don't want to live your life in death after somebody died to give you something better. But we have that we can make that choice, you know. But we all know. Every one of us know what we're doing and what we're not doing, you know. I, I struggle with sin every day, and I'm, I'm supposed to be the pastor, so I know that everybody does. You know what I mean? We have to make choices. Sometimes I make bad choices, and then I take it to the Lord. And, and if I get too caught up in something, boy, I'm down on my knees a lot until he takes me out of it, you know? It's just the way it is. But I make that choice to either stay where I'm at or to continue to grow in him. So Andy says, hi, everyone. He's in Cody, Wyoming. He was in Yellowstone last week. Um, and he asked, uh, so is so in this section, is he talking to Gentiles only? Um, the book, uh, if you look at the, the, the title of the, the letter, is to the Romans, to the, to the church in Rome. And so the majority of them were um, Gentiles. But through the letter, he talks a lot about um, the Jewish people. Because what happened is some Jewish people did get saved, but they're so caught up in their heritage and how they were raised. I've gone to a lot of churches, you guys, where you can't convince somebody of the truth because they were raised since they were little in the church to believe a certain way, even though it's written. And that's kind of what they're dealing with. And what happens is, even though they believed and trusted in Christ, they kept reverting back to their old ways, just like we have a problem reverting back to our old lives. And um, so they were called Judaizers uh, in the Bible, and so they infiltrate the churches, the Christian churches, and they and they start. They have first thing they have to do is talk against Paul, who's the writer of most of the New Testament, because they can't convince you to follow them if you're if you're if you were um, one in Christ and and raised in Christ by another. You have to first bad mouth the other, right? And um, so that's happening a lot through all of his letters. Uh, he's not really defending himself, but he's trying to convince the people to think for themselves. Yeah. Like like when you first got saved, 
you know, stick to what first saved you. Don't fall into all these traps, you know. Um, there's a few letters where it gets really harsh. Um, Galatians, he says, who bewitched you? Who, be, who shipwrecked your faith? And he was talking about these Judaizers coming into the church and trying to try, even though they say they had believed in Christ, they're trying to take Christians who are free in Christ uh, back to a religious state. Right, to, to try and put them under the old laws of circumcision and all the other things that, that, that they have to, they, that the Jewish nation have to do. And um, Christ set us free from all yeah, and and the thing is, is that uh, so the letter was written. That's what the question was. I'm going into the whole thing. Sorry about that, but it kind of explains where we're at in Romans too. But uh, the letter was written to the church in Rome. Yeah, and most of them were probably Gentiles. Yeah, yeah. but they still had the same problem we have. Now I have heard people. When they prune you, in other words, you treat. Yeah, isn't that considered like the olive tree? Or maybe I'm actually it's, it's, a little bit. In John 15, it talks about a grapevine. So so the, I'm going to bring us there right now. Oh, so yeah. saved, saved by grace, texted um, to all that be in Rome, beloved of God, called to be saints, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. So yeah, it was the and beloved of God called to be saints. So it's the church. The church, yeah. The church. So and there was a mixture. Yeah. But it was mostly Gentile. John fifteen. Yeah. Um, what was I gonna say about that when she said that? Oh, right. Here's, here's the beauty of it. Here's I want to explain it to you so when you read this it, it's really cool, okay? Alright. When we're when we're in Christ, okay, and we're and we're and we're seeking him, we're spending time with him, right? Then he reveals things to us. And as he reveals things to us, when we accept those things, it's like it's like God pruning. He, he cut, he's cutting out the bad in our life because he's showing it to us. He's showing us how, how we need how he literally gave his son to change that about us, right? And so he prunes that out of our life because of the love that he has for us and the things that he shares with us, right? We start to see things the world can't see. Yeah. You understand? Yeah. So that's him pruning. But then what he does is he doesn't leave it that way. But, uh, it starts to get new growth. And all that new growth is who he is. We start to have the character of God, character of Christ, the loving character of God, like we talked about on Sunday. Right. You know what yeah. I mean? And that's beautiful. That's, it is. And that's like the same thing when, when, when God's pruning you and he's opening up your eyes. And at the same time, and not like you're identifying also what the enemy's trying to do, the attack, and your guard. No. And you start praying. And, I mean, I don't know the, the proper word to say. Rebuke that. Yeah, that's all part of what, what it is, is what you're saying is true. It's the part of the growth. The growth, mm -hmm. yeah. It's the new growth coming out. Not only are you rebuking it because you don't want to be part of it anymore, yes. but you're also, you get to a point where you don't have to rebuke it because you're just not part of it. You're not right. part of it, yeah. Right? And he just keeps, even those things where, you know when we start to rebuke something, we still have a little pull that way? Yeah. He even prunes that. Yeah. And, and, and us asking him to, to, to rebuke that. Right. You know, the life that... Um, Gosh, I was thinking about Jesus the other day. How did he live in this world without sin? Right. There's nobody at this table right now that's not doing, thinking something, doing something, something that brought something in that is sinful. 
how did that man live without sin? That's crazy, huh? But if it, but if it was possible for him, then he's the source we need to go to. You know, spent every night in prayer with the Father. But ain't that the same time when he was on the day of his the night of the betrayal, and when he went to pray, and he went back, and he saw his disciples. Then he went back. Is because he was the only one. That's right. That's it. He was the yeah. He was the only one because we. Yeah, we were a good guy. We're saints who sin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. because really that that story that. That one right there, um, I talk about it all the time because that one shocks me. Mm-hmm. Because Jesus was before the Father in prayer, so anguished over it that the Bible says he was sweating tears, drops of blood, which means blood vessels had to break. Can you imagine being so like, oh Lord, knowing what's coming? Mm-hmm. You know, and and I'm going to tell you something far greater than the cross and the beatings he took was being separated from God. He was going into death without his father. The first time in eternity that he was separated from the life-giving, right? Right. And and then to take on all of our sins on the cross, he was going to bear all of our sins and then die with them and bury them in a grave. Can you imagine what he was was like anguishing over? Um, And then to go back to those who are supposed to be praying for you you know, the ones that were asleep. And Is that what sleeping. you're talking about? Yeah. Olive, and the olive branch? Yeah, and they're yeah. sleeping. Oh, you see what God... Olives. What God... Uh, what okay. Oh, yeah. yeah, let me tell you the whole story. Yeah. 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 I can tell you the whole story? Yes, yes. Cool. yes. See, I'm yes. a storyteller, Woo. sister. Yes. Yes. But okay. it's true. It's a true story. It's in the Bible. So right after the Lord's Supper, you remember when, when Judas betrayed him? You've heard that story? Okay. Right after that, I don't remember how he did it, but yeah. Okay. Well, right after oh, that. Oh, the movie, right? Yeah, it's, it's in yeah. one of the movies. Yeah. One so right after that, he um, he left the upper room and went up. It's about a quarter mile from where he was in Jerusalem, up a mountain they called the Mountain of Olives, and he went up there to pray. And he took James, John. There's three of them. James, John, and Peter. James, John, and Peter with him, right? And I was just checking to see if he was awake. And they take them all, and then they took those three. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he took those three, and he said, them, he, said them, he said, please stay and pray for me. Right? And then he goes over to pray by himself to, to the Father. And his prayer to the Father was, he was talking to God. He's like, if you can, if there's another way, because he didn't want to bear the cross. He didn't want to bear separation from the Father. If there's another way, Father, then take this cup from me. You know, like he was going to drink this cup of death, right? Take this cup for me. It was just an anguish over it. And he gets up to go back and check on them, and they're sleeping. Mm-hmm. And he wakes them up. He's like, what's wrong with you guys? You can't even pray with me for one hour? Mm-hmm. Right? With what he's going through? Mm-hmm. And so he go, he leaves them alone, and he goes back. And he's telling God, oh, man, God, you know, like, this is crazy, right? And, and another spot and is praying for And what do they say about the sleepers? Yeah, he is. But then guess what? He goes back to their sleeping. Yeah. Yeah. Back the second yeah. 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 So then, this is you and I. Mm-hmm. Do you understand? Yeah, yeah right? <laughs> but this is you and I, really. Yeah. Right? We know God's calling us, and we're still doing our own thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's like spiritually asleep, you know? Yeah. But, but when he sees them sleeping the second time, you know what he tells God? If this cup cannot be drinking, because nobody else can do it, they're all sleeping. Nobody's, nobody's capable. If this cup cannot be drinking unless I drink it, then your will be done. And that's when he chose to, to go to the cross for our sins because we couldn't do it for ourselves. Right. 
And then the next thing, he that was without sin became our sin because we were so sinful we couldn't even stand and pray for him to go do it. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, what? Where's this in in, in, uh, in the Bible? I have no idea. The mountain of Olives. I'm just the pastor. I no, no. no come on, it's not. It's all of them. All the gospels. John, John, John is the best one. John. The one in John, right? John yeah. So there's no way, I mean, things, I mean, I guess I'm visualizing, if things could have been different, there would have been no way because we're sinners. We couldn't, we can't, we wouldn't be able to carry that cup. Let me tell you something. Jesus knew it too. Maybe it was written just for us. Maybe it was for to, just for him to, even though he knew it, he had to go through it maybe because he knew it. Because there would have been no reason for God to send His Son to live a sinless life and die for us if we could do something about it. We couldn't do anything. We were powerless. We're powerless now. Yeah. Right? Without Him, we're yes, powerless. We are. The only way we get ahead in, in, in life, like, I'm not talking about like in the world, but in, in real life, like living a more pure life, a more righteous life, you know, the only way we get ahead is by spending time with Him. Mm-hmm. He's the only one that can do it. Amen. You can't do it. No. You know what I tell people all the time? Stop trying. Yeah. Take the time you used to spend trying and spend it with the Lord and see what happens. Because yeah. you can't do it. I, I could never do it. Yeah. I tried over and over and over again. I just kept messing up. Yeah. Or I'd maybe give this up and do something else that's worse or something. You know, it's just the way it was. Matthew 26, 36. Read it. Oh. Matthew, it's 26, the Matthew 36. Mount of Olives. I know. Matthew um, 26, 36. Read it so she gets the full story. Yes. Matthew 26, 36. And the, the Last Supper just happened. Um, then Jesus went with his disciples to a place called Gethsemane. And he said to them, Sit here while I go over there and pray. He took Peter and the two sons of Zebedee along with him, that's James and John. And he began to be sorrowful and troubled. And he said to them, My soul is overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death. Stay here. Wait, wait, wait. And keep watch with me. I have to explain that part. I want to explain this part to you. Listen to this, okay? You see that part where it says that he's... his. Sit, read again about the sorrow. My soul is overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death. Stop right there. Listen to those words of Jesus. He wasn't mm-hmm. talking about a physical dying. Mm-hmm. He was talking about sin. Mm-hmm. Do you understand? To the point of sorrow that he was going to maybe tell God, I ain't doing this or something. You know, that he would actually sin. It would To, to Jesus, there is no death. No. Physically, like or nothing, right? He just, yeah, he says that they fall asleep, they don't die, right? Yeah. So for him to be to, to the point of sorrow, his soul to the point of sorrow is death. Death, right? Was was sin. He did, he was almost to the point of just saying, "No, I'm not doing this," or whatever. You know, that's the, that's the agony he was in when he was praying. Watch, and this is the transformation that takes yeah, place. It's beautiful. Let me come back. Where are we? Um, so, 38. Then he said to them, My soul is overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death. Stay here and keep watch with me. Going a little further, he fell with his face to the ground and prayed, Father, if it is possible, may this cup be taken from me. Yet, not as I will, but as you will. He returned to the disciples and found them sleeping. Did you men not keep watch with me for one hour? He asked Peter. 
Watch and pray so that you will not fall into temptation. The spirit is willing, but the body is weak. He went away a second time and prayed, Father, if it is not possible for this cup to be taken away unless I drink it, may your will be done. When he came back again, he found them sleeping because their eyes were heavy. So he left them and went away once more and prayed a third time, saying the same thing. Saying the same thing. Then he returned to the disciples and said, Are you still sleeping and resting? Look, the hour is near, and the Son of Man is betrayed into the hands of sinners. Arise, let us go. Here comes my betrayer. See that? Yeah. So he, they yeah. didn't stay so away. Here he's fighting over the fact that he has to die for, for all of us. Mm-hmm. And they couldn't stay away to pray with him. So he knew that... He had to do it for us. We were all sleeping. And Luke, it says, crazy or what? And Luke, it says, an angel from heaven appeared to him and strengthened him. Being in anguish, he played, prayed more earnestly, and his sweat was like great drops of blood falling to the ground. Where, where are you reading that? That's in, that one's in oh, Luke okay. 22. There's four, just so you know, there's four different gospels. That's neat. He said, here comes my betrayer. And yeah. he did. Right there. And right wait, wait, there. check out how he betrayed him. Uh-huh. That's the deal he made. He made the deal. He told the, the, the guys who were going to arrest him, it's the one I kissed. That's Jesus. And then Jesus even asked, are you really going to betray me with a kiss? Mm-hmm. Before before Judas even goes to kiss Far out, huh? But I like calls him out on it and he still kisses him after the fact. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, wait a minute now. See, I love the way you guys talk. <laughs> That's who we are. The Holy Spirit tells us, no, don't do that. And we still do it right boldly right there. Yeah. Here we're talking about this, okay? okay. <laughs> <laughs> right? That's the way we are, though. Go home guilty. No, 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 no. No, go home, go home, lift it up because uh, he empowers us to overcome those things. You know? Even those guys that were sleeping, when you look at their lives later, those guys were awake. Amen. Amen. I wonder if, I mean, I guess it changes. What if they would have stayed away? Yeah. Well, in 17, John 17, um, is the times when he's praying for the disciples. Read it. Well, it's a whole chapter. John 17. Wait, wait, no. I know what you're saying. It's not then, though. What he does is he prays for himself, he prays for his disciples, and then he prays for you and I. Yeah, he prays for Yeah, that's John 17. Isn't that beautiful? It's not during that time, though? No. It, it is, but it doesn't cover the sleeping. Because John came in later, after the other three were written. And John, John, John tried to fill in a lot of the missing pieces that, that the other Gospels didn't have. And John also spoke deeper on love. Yeah, that's something I didn't tell you. I think I was starting to, but there's four books in here. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. They're the four Gospels, which means they're the four books that tell the life of Jesus. But you're getting a different point of view from each person because they're they're all different. You get it? So John, John, when you read John, it's all about Jesus' love. He even says that he was the one Jesus loved, you know, because they were so close that way. He understood that. Matthew was more like a Pharisee. He wrote to the Jewish people. He wasn't a Pharisee, but he wrote to the Jewish people like, 
like they could understand it, you know. Luke was a doctor who got it secondhand, and he was writing it all down from everybody else that he had experienced in Christ that was there. He was writing it all down for a friend of his named Theophilus. And then Mark, John Mark, he was a, he was um, he was there, but he was just a kid at the time, and uh, he sees it through a whole different point of view. But but it's all the same. But it's the life of Jesus through the different eyes. So, like, if you and I were in the same situation, talking or whatever, you might uh, have a different experience with the person you were dealing with than I had, even though I was there. And so, we would see more of the story. But when I read about these things, I like to read all of them together. Some of them only have two parts of it. Some have three parts. Some have four. But I like to try to put them all together so I know what's going. On. You know, when like when John uh, Peter walks on water. Oh, I love that. And you have to read all three Gospels to talk about it, because if you don't, you've missed the point. It's really powerful when you see all of it. I only read one, because we don't usually have that much time when I read it. But we can go on an entire sermon with the Peter walking on water. I did so, too. It's big. There's a whole depth in there. That's insane. I had to walk my grandfather through it because he didn't see what I saw. He only saw he only saw the one the one version, you know, the one the one story. But there was three stories, and I was telling him, no, you have to understand. Peter was, I mean, uh, Jesus was far enough away from the boat, right, that they thought he was a ghost, and they were actually calling out to him. So when he so when Peter said, "If it's you, Lord, tell me to come to you, I'll come," he said, "Come, Peter." Peter walked out on the water. Those waves didn't push him right back to the boat, you know. But there was so much going on that you don't get that unless you read. Like, okay, another one. When Peter and Andrew are walking along the shore, Jesus walked along the shore, and he looks over at Peter and Andrew, and he says, come, follow me. Everybody thinks from that gospel that Jesus was walking along and just says, hey, you and you, come with me, and they just got up and went. But, but when you read the other gospels, you realize that Andrew was hanging out with John the Baptist and stuff, and they were sent to go see, spend time with Jesus. Well, Andrew found Christ through that experience, went and told Peter, hey, I found the Christ, brought him back to meet Jesus. And it was after that took place that he's walking along the shore and he looks over and says, hey, you guys, stop fishing. From now on, you're going to fish for men. Come and follow me. But they had already had a previous experience. Most of the people that we win to the Lord have already been called by the Spirit, had previous experiences. We just get them in the time when, when, when they're ready to give their life to Christ. You understand? You see it? They were chosen. They were chosen because, right, he, had, he, he, he gathered them. He, 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 he went. knew it yeah. was somebody that needed to bring along. Well. Yeah. Isn't that beautiful? Yeah. Where should we go now? Okay. Oh, we're going ahead. John 15. John 15, John 15 the vine and the branches, the one you have. Yeah, the vine and the branches. John 15. Okay, girl. 15-1. You guys know who I am, is? Yeah. Okay. Jesus. Red letters. Yeah, red letters. I am. Oh, I got red letters. Well, Moses, Moses asked God at the bush, Who are you? Who, are you? who should I tell the, the Israelites who sent me? 
I am. Tell them I am. Sin. Sin. Oh, yeah. I am. I am. I am. Mm-hmm. Like there is nobody else. Nobody, nobody greater. Else. Yeah. That's I exactly. Can you guys see the I am in the Bible? Wow. Like like when when they came to arrest Jesus in the garden where we were just at mm-hmm. after he prayed. Um, they came up and they're so looking for Jesus, and, and they said, "We're looking for Jesus, of Nazareth." He said, "I am." Yeah. And they and they fell back. And John, it says they all fell over. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> like just the power in his. He, nobody arrested him. No. He let himself right. be arrested. Yes. Right. Nobody could take his life. No. He laid it down. You know. I am. I think of this. Peter in his self righteousness was like, "No, we gotta protect Jesus." So he cuts off the ear of one of the guards. And then Jesus goes and heals that um, servant and tells Peter, those who live by the sword will die by the sword. Yeah. And you know what? That's true for us too because this is the sword. Yeah, right yes. here. Amen. Amen. We write our own lives. Alright, read 15. Come All right. on. Sorry. I'm waiting for you. You take forever to spit something out. Everyone there? Yes. All right, it says, I am the true vine, and my father is a gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit, while every branch that does bear fruit he prunes, like you were saying, so that it will be even more fruitful. So already you are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. Remain in me, and I will remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I am the vine and you are the branches. If a man remains in me and I in him, he will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you could do nothing. If anyone does not remain in me, he is like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up and thrown into the fire and burned. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, Ask whatever you wish, and it will be given to you. This is to my Father's glory, that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Now, remain in my love. If you obey my commands, you will remain in my love, just as I have obeyed my Father's commands and remain in his love. I have told you this, so that my joy may be in you, and your joy may be complete. My command is this, love each other as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, that he lay down his life for his friends. You are my friends. If you do what I command, I no longer call you servants, because a servant does not know his master's business. Instead, I have called you friends, for everything that I learned from my father I have made known to you. I did not choose you, sorry you did not you did not choose me but I chose choose yeah and appointed you to go and bear fruit fruit that will last then the father will give you whatever you ask in my name this is my command love each other and every time he says that uh, ask like uh, for instance in verse 7 it says ask whatever you wish and it will be given to you if you can't just ask for anything. Like we can't ask for a million dollars. It's not a, it's not a uh, genie no, in a bottle. No, no, yeah. What it is is he's saying you have to remember the part right before that it says, 
If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish. What he's talking about is because at that point, what you're asking for is for the will of God. The things that you're asking for line up with his will. It's nothing that's, you're not asking for a Ferrari or all these different things. You're asking for what's in his will. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 I'd be too embarrassed to drive a Ferrari anyways. Not me. You keep it in the garage? Not me. I'd buy it for her. But so, does that answer your question yeah. about the pruning? Because, uh, because it also gets in real depth, too, because he talks about if anyone does not remain in me, it's like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up and thrown into the fire. And burn. That's the thing. Broken. Okay. No. It's, no, it's, it's like cut. in the olive tree, like the one. So now let's go back to Romans, what it says. It says. Well, I want to explain this a little further yeah. while you go back to Romans. Yeah. Go ahead. You see right here. Uh, like I'm a firm believer only because of this one reason do I believe this okay I believe that if I accept Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior through repentance and the forgiveness of sins and ask him into my heart the Bible says if I believe that and I confess it with my mouth then I'm saved okay I, I don't believe that anybody can take that from you right no because I just told you we're saints who sin right mm -hmm. okay we're no longer sinners this almost alludes to that if you're not careful. So does other scripture you have to be careful of, okay? We were talking in Romans about the Jewish people being his chosen people and they weren't saved. Right? So so it says, I am the true vine, and my father is the gardener. He who cuts he who cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit. You see that? That's not salvation through Jesus Christ. That's the Jewish people being cut off from God because they didn't believe in the Messiah he sent. You know what the fruit is too? Well, every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes. That's, that's the... You get it? Yeah. But you know what the fruit is? This is something that came to me a long time ago. And it's stuck with me ever since. Um, you read it in Galatians oh, about the fruits fruit of the Spirit. But then once I read it, um, at the same time, Matt was going over a sermon in 1 Corinthians 13, and it occurred to me, all of those fruits are the same in love. Yeah. Love is patient, love is kind, it does not boast, it does not envy. So, love okay. is the fruits, and one of the fruits is even love, it says. Without the, 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 the love, the other fruits are meaningless. Because if you read all of those, um, the fruits of the Spirit is uh, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, love, and self-control. Yes. And if you read all of those up there, it says, um, I'll read it right now. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. Sorry, Carmel. It's not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no records of wrong. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices in the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails. And so, in the same way, in Galatians, when you read about all of those um, pieces, they line up exactly with um, love. Is that what they say, bear good fruit? That's what they, I hear sometimes people saying that. Bear good fruit, that's a... Is that something like There's two types of fruit, the way I see it. There's two types of fruit. 
There's the fruit of the world, which is the exact opposite of what love is. And there's the fruit of the Spirit, which is what love is. And I, I see, I see and, it. And, and the fruit, I see it. the fruit of your life changing and becoming like Christ, the fruit of the Spirit, um, brings more people to Christ. It changes the lives around you. Am I off? By you, by you conveying that love, by you showing that love, by you being that, like Christ is. I mean, what we we see these the G, the chosen movies and how much Jesus loves the people. How much when when you see that love, you still want to be around him and you love him back, right? Well, because you see that love he has, you become fruit. Right. right. You want to well, love people the way he loved you. Right. And so when yeah. you're that same love he is, people around you are going to be, wow, what do they have? That you know, radiant. That, that like becomes the one the like fruit. Pastor said mm-hmm. in Sunday, Moses came down, radiant. And yep. that's what we need to be. Yep. Shining as Shining light. so people can ask. And, and in the Old Testament, because of the law of the scriptures, he covered his face. Yeah. In Christ, we don't cover our faith. We want everybody to be free. Right, right. Amen. Amen. We want everybody to have what we have and more. It's true. And share the good news. Share it. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. You guys are radiant, but you know it or not. She's all, yeah. she got all they do. Like, yeah, you know. <laughs> <laughs> just kind of ruined it a little bit there. She put a little veil on it. But anyway, she'll be taking it off. I want to read this. I want to read this to you because he said there's two types of fruit. Which yeah. where are you at? I'm in Galatians five sixteen. Five sixteen. Okay. And then we hit the actual fruit. Then we'll kind of. Sorry, I was actually right on those two types of fruit though. Sure. I see where I got it from this way. Yeah, and you can even go back and it leads up to it and then it tells you. But we're going to start at 16, okay? Okay. Wait for you guys to get there. What are you doing? He's sleeping. Awake, go sleep. Awake, go sleep. You have five minutes, probably. Too nice. Mary. Oh, wait, no. Sorry. Are we all there? Martha, Martha, Martha. Martha. I was going to say Mary, Mary. <laughs> I was making a joke because he was like, uh. oh. Okay, you guys there? What do you do? Okay, here we go. So I say, oh, you're not there yet? 516. We're going to Galatians. Galatians. 516. Galatians Galatians is a whole different story. I want to get into that one too. Okay, 516. Okay. Yeah, that's a more chapter. I love that. Yes. You guys ready? So I say, live by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the sinful nature. Remember, I told you God has the power to overcome those things? Yeah. But only if we're like, the Spirit's calling us to something. When we choose to listen to him, we live in him. We're, that's what that's saying. We're living in him. It brings us through those other things. Okay? The desire of the sinful nature, uh, let's see, you will not just... Blah, 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 blah. So I say, live by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the sinful nature. For the sinful nature desires, listen to this, what is contrary to the Spirit. So he said that earlier. And the Spirit, what is contrary to the sinful nature. They are in conflict with each other, so that you do not do what you want. But if you are, but if you are led by the Spirit, you are under the law. You are not under the law. The acts of the sinful nature are obvious. Listen to what they are. They're obvious. Sexual immorality, impurity, debauchery, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, discard, jealousy, fits of rage, 
selfish ambition, dissension, fractions, and envy, drunkenness, orgies, and the like. I warn you, as I did before, that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. I'm going to share something with you guys, and I need you to hear me, okay? The Bible was written to the church. People in the world have no idea what this means until they get until they come to know Christ, okay? So he's saying that people that live like they used to live before knowing Christ will never inherit the kingdom of God. He's not talking about your salvation or going to be with Jesus eternally, okay? He's because the kingdom of God is within us. So you won't inherit the character of God. You won't inherit the life he, he died to give you. You're, if you're caught in the world still because you're not following him through the spirit, then you're then you're, you're never going to ever understand that. You're never going to grow. You get it? Yes. We want to grow. Yes. We want to keep in step with the spirit. We want to, you know, you get it? Yes. 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 So you won't inherit the kingdom of God. You see it? Okay. Yes. So and that's why that's why I say that to tell you this. Now he's going to tell us the fruit. He's telling us that if you're living that way, you're not going to be able to experience this. Right? Who God is. This is the character of Christ right here. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy. Remember the joy? I don't know if you guys remember when I discussed that in, in Romans 5. But that's an eternal hope of something that we get because we know what it's going to be like. And when we receive that joy here... It's like us living here like we live there. Okay? Peace. Jesus said, I don't give peace like the world gives peace. His peace is so beautiful because we can experience the things the world's experiencing, but we don't get caught up in it. We don't allow it to control our lives or anything because he gives us something. He gives us life over it. Amen? The world, they give you peace for a minute, and then they take you back. They just, bad things constantly happen. You get caught up in them, and it controls your life, and... You make all kinds of bad decisions. It's crazy. But when you're in the Spirit and you're walking with Christ and you, and you have this new life, then He shows you the truth about things. And so you don't, you don't get caught up. You don't let Him control your life. Let, His peace is, is eternal. It's beautiful. Amen? Uh, patience. Ooh, ooh, I'll tell you. You have to be very patient. Pray for it. Goes well. Remember I told you guys, I don't remember when I told you. But I told you, I, I have just resolved to accept the things of God. So sometimes that's being patient. You know, you see a brother or sister that they just won't stop. They just keep doing the same thing. They do this or that or whatever. And you love them so much, but you just have to be patient. Keep loving them. Keep showing them, you know. When you resolve to, to be in Christ and do the right thing, you, it comes with patience. Kindness. And none of these things are contingent on how you're being treated. So say you're being treated poorly, right? You still have to love that person. You still have the joy of God in your heart. You can't let that overrule that. Um, you still have peace to get through it. You still have patience with them. You're still kind to them. Uh, you still have God's goodness in you. you get it? Yeah. It's not contingent upon, I've been mistreated by all kinds of people. And I never treated them the way I've been treated. And most of those people are saved today. But if I would have treated them the way the world treated them, the way I was being treated, I told the church one time, this is just for you. These people aren't here, just you and me, okay? I told the church one time, if I treated you people the way you treat me, none nobody would be here. I'd be the only one here. Think about that. Imagine. You know why I say that stuff and I'm bold about it? Because we're all supposed to be like the pastor. We're all called to the same thing. I'm not above anybody. 
I'm no greater than anybody. Get it? We're all called to be Christians. We're all called to his love. We're all called to these things. Tito has a question. Hi, Tito. Tito. What is a good example on how to start acquiring the fruits of the Spirit? Amen. That's too hard a question right now, I tell you. Okay. I explained it to her earlier, uh, Jackie. I explained it to you earlier. I'll tell you, and I'll, and I'll, I'll use it again and go a little deeper maybe, but remember I told you guys, stop spending time trying Right? And spend the time you spend trying with Jesus and see what Jesus will do. You get it? And then I told you that when you're spending time with God, He's showing you things and He's, He prunes them. You know what happens? I prune my trees all the time. You know why? Because they grow better. And they grow better fruit. And you take off the things that shouldn't be on there. So the things that should be on there, they get, and all the nutrients go to them, they get bigger fruit. You understand? And so that's the same principle with, with, with our walk with Christ. And to answer his question, it's the same principle. Of course, I can't remember the question now, but I know I was heading somewhere. Uh, it was, how do you go about acquiring the fruits of the Spirit? Yes. The only way to acquire the fruits of the Spirit is to know the one who those fruits represent. And that's, yeah. and that's Christ. We were reading about it in John 15. He says that uh, those who remain in me... Oh, I remain in them. I remain in them. And so... That's what he's talking about, is if you remain in the Lord, if you remain in His Word and praying to Him and being with Him, then the fruits of the Spirit will come in time. He'll show you things that uh, need to be taken out, like anger, or lust, or all these different things. The things we spoke about literally in verse, uh, let's see, 20, 19 and 20 of Galatians 5. And those things, they'll, he'll slow, slowly show you those things one at a time so that he can prune them out because now you're focusing on him and those things are being pruned out he shows you so you can be mindful of how you're acting i'd like to get just a little deeper on sunday when i told you guys i wasn't even going to preach on them that was not my i had something totally different i did use part of what i had but nothing like that okay uh, I woke up funny. I couldn't. I couldn't focus. It's like God wasn't speaking to me like He does. Like the Word wasn't jumping off the page, you know, and feeding me, you know. And I, but it was all week, and then it was gone. And I was like, "What is that?" So I knew something else was coming. But when I earlier, I think I, t- I might have told Paul about it, or all of you guys about it. I don't remember. But earlier in the week, or or, or like for two weeks or something, I kept looking at that sign, that verse, and I realized that I do not resemble anything on that list. Right? I mean, love is patient. Man, I am not patient sometimes. You know what I mean? It's like, I try to be, but I just can't accomplish it. Right? Love is kind. Gosh, it's so hard, especially in the drive-thru. <laughs> right? Doesn't it drive you crazy when you're over there and you're, and you're getting ready to order and they say, would you like to do have this today or that today? Did I ask you for that? <laughs> Did I ask you? Right. Are you here? <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, it's like, right? Right? It does not end me, you know? We look around at the world, all these people that are successful and have all this stuff and everything, and you're like, I don't really fall in that category anymore, thank you, Jesus, because I don't care about those things. But but I did. I know what people are struggling with. So that is one good one. I have one up there pretty good. 
Um, it does not boast. Oh, I love boasting. Don't you? Yeah, you just did. <laughs> you literally I just did. It makes you feel so good, you know? But but you know what it does? To, when we start boasting, we do it to try to be over something or over somebody. And and so so God's character is is to be under them and lift them up, to make them feel good, to show them something new. And you know, but when we're boasting, we take God's power out of it. You know, I say, oh man, that's terrible. Pride, all that stuff. You know, it doesn't do this, it doesn't do that, right? I'm telling myself, man, I'm so far from that, Lord. And so to go back to his question, Tito, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. And what you just said, you know, I started putting those things before me. Okay, I've been with the Lord for 30 years, right? I've been in ministry almost 30 years. And I still struggle with those things. And, but if I don't keep those things or Christ face to face with me, I'm always going to struggle. Yeah. So by doing that, that's me choosing to, to seek God and to be in his spirit. That's me choosing a new way. Right. And I have so many times over 30 years. But now I'm 30 years in. I still want more. I still want to go deeper. I want to be better. I want to love people more. Genuinely love them more. I want to. I, you know, you get it. Yeah. Tito says that is better explained by the young guy there. Damn. I was getting confused with the other answer, but I, because I thought that Christ is in me already. But, but I thought that Christ was in me already. Thanks, young guy. I am not sure what his name is. His name is Jordan. Jordan. Um, Jordan. Christ is in you. Christ is in all of us. When when we ask Jesus to come into our heart, He comes in us. But that's the beginning. That's the beginning of a whole road. And, and the more you spend time with Him, the more the more you seek Him, the, the more you pray, the more you read, you start to become in tune with Him, and you start to become more like Him. And, and, and that's how you start acquiring the fruits, is just to spend time with Christ. And, and then you start seeing people through His eyes. When, when someone's yelling at you, you don't see them yelling at you. You see, what's, what's wrong with this person in his life that's doing this? You know, you start seeing them through Christ's eyes and, and start having compassion for them instead of fighting back and yelling. And that's just one example. But that's but we that's start, having the fruit, not acquiring it. Yeah. yeah, it's the same. But, but it starts happening. It starts working when you spend time it, with them. And it is true because, I mean, there are times that I, you know, I'm a new Christian, you know. But the more time that I spend, and I, like you said, I feel, okay, am I all that? But I recognize it when I share that to other people. Right, right. What they're going through, I forget all what I am I right. this and that, but because I spend time, I'm able to share it. That's when I'm like, oh my God, I, oh my God, I, I'm becoming, right. he's pruning me. That's right, you're becoming what you I, created He's to pruning, be. he's pruning, and I can yes. feel it. Because there were sometimes it hurts some things to let go. Certain old habits, or you know, creature of nature I used to do before, you know, all those things. Now it doesn't face me. Now, when I see someone crying, or you know, with work, or my immediate family, like my children, my son and my daughter in law, they call me and I know they're going through it because I see it, they're being proved. The hardest ones are being proved and they're feeling it. 
Mm. You know, and here I am. Oh my God, I'm not, I'm, you know, I'm burning too, but I'm able to share. And and yeah. I feel that yeah. I see that peace, and I'm like, oh my God, I'm becoming some of those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Start looking forward. Yeah, yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah. That, that was the importance of the scripture yes. too because yeah. it showed us our old life in the yes. old ways. Yes. And it showed us the battle that's going to take place yeah. between the two. They're contrary yeah. to each other. Right. But the more, okay, let's put it this way. We'll, we'll leave it at this unless somebody has said something else. Um, what is more power in your whole life? The one you feed or the one you starve? The one you starve? Yeah, the one you starve eventually dies. Right. Uh-huh. See? So if you're, you said the one you started with dies. No, start, start. So yeah, which one is more powerful? The same the comes from the one you start. The one you start the one that dies off. The the, uh, the same comes from the one that grows. There is a saying in the world that says there's two wolves that live in you, and they're always at battle. And the, which one is stronger, the one you feed or the one you start? The one you start ends up ends up dying. It doesn't have the strength to battle the other one. And so, what are you going to feed? Are you going to feed the spirit or the things of the world is what he's getting at here. So, if you feed the things of the world, those things are going to get stronger and you're no longer going to be feeling the spirit. But if you feed the spirit, the spirit's going to be stronger and you're no longer going to be seeing anything of the world. So, you just Yeah. Yeah. Because that's I'm going through that now, yeah, and exactly. I see that's it and identify. No, that one's actually it's a well, it's a worldly saying that we use. Yeah, to explain it. Oh, it's a yeah. saying from yeah. It's an old saying that I heard a long time ago. But uh, he kind of killed it a little bit. But <laughs> it is the story though. But the uh, I mean the Bible talks about it. Like Paul talks about in Corinthians, he says all things are all things are lawful for me. But not all things edify me. They're not all beneficial. They, they don't all they don't all build me up. Like like okay, I could I could watch this movie and it's got a lot of junk in it. It's not gonna help me, right? Um, there's a saying, another saying, garbage in, garbage out. What you take in, that's what's going to come out of you. And Jesus said, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. And so what what you are taking in and what you're surrounding yourself with, if you, if you surround yourself with, with scripture and, and godly people and surround yourself with, with listening to music and and praying, you surround yourself with those things, that's what's going to start coming out of your life. It's true. I learned that years ago. I turned yeah. off the radio because I didn't even know about it's, Christian radio. Right. I turned it off. It's funny. I wanted to share this today, this morning. <laughs> Armando was heading to work, right? Early in the morning. I was, we were up at 4 in the morning, so he's getting ready to go. He goes, hey, what was that rapper Christian music? Oh, yeah. Because he used to listen to rap. Now wow. he's turning his rapping to Christian rap. Right. And I go, oh, yeah, let me get you the name of it. And then he was on the way to work. He was listening to the Christian rap. I can get him a couple. Mm, yes, yes, yes. So it, I, 
it's yeah, it's mm-hmm. like you, when yeah. you stay connected, the trans, uh, you see the change, mm-hmm. the change, yeah. the change, transformation, and the pruning. Yeah. <laughs> well, I love the pruning. It hurts sometimes. It hurts. It hurts sometimes. It hurts. The, uh, the more it prunes you, the better you feel. It does. Yeah. But yeah. once that proof is out, that deep proof root. Yeah, the, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's funny. It's like having an ingrown toenail. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> It's Sorry. funny because I always go back to um, trees and stuff all the time because not only because of the work, but I have a bonsai at home. I like those little trees. Um, and you have to prune. That's how it stays looking the way and the shape and everything. And, um, anything outside that shape, you prune it out. You cut it off. And it even goes as far as cutting the roots to keep it shaped. And so... That's what God's doing with us. He's not only cutting the yeah. surface stuff, he's also pulling you out and cutting your roots. Mm-hmm. The things that are causing the bad stuff. And he only does that when it's time. Yeah. Just like um, with the bonsai. When you get to that time, it's it's only a certain time of year you're supposed to do that. If it's not that time of year, yeah. If it's not that time of year, even for the plant, then it'll die. You'll kill it doing that but if you do it at a certain time it'll cause it to grow continue to grow and so that's the exact same way with us he cuts the roots at just the right time to get those things out of us yeah, things that, that are I causing just, it. I used to say that a lot. God doesn't see what the world sees. No. Mm-hmm. You know, the world judges you by your past and all the things that they see you doing and everything. God doesn't. God doesn't judge us by that. He, when we go to Him, He goes. He goes into our heart. And then He sees where that started to grow. Yeah. Well, maybe we were kids, or maybe we were. First got married, or whoever knows what it is. You know, job we started, we were hanging out with the wrong people, whatever. God goes and He finds out where that thing first started. That's where He works with us. And when He plucks the root, the surface dies. Yeah. Doesn't exist anymore. That's how Jesus does work. He cleans us. I always use the example of if you got a leaky roof, right? Um, To go. So if I go up here and just paint the spot. I didn't fix nothing. No. I just covered it up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right? covered. Jesus goes to the root, passes the root. Right? He goes to the source, and that's yeah. and that's what the nuts. He goes to the source. Yeah. And he's like, you know, he's not just gonna white watch uh-huh. this on the outside. He wants to go to the source, and so it lasts and comes out. It's eternal. And so to go back all the way back to the reason why we got in this part is the way you get those fruit. It's, it's not just uh, it's not just him removing those things. When he removes them, it gets replaced with part piece of himself. Matter was said it that way. So going back to the original um, question, which was how do you get those fruit? Is the way you get those fruit is when God reveals those things in your life. The uh, we read it in. Uh, Five Galatians five nineteen and twenty the sexual immorality, uh, debauchery and impurity and everything, um, going all the way down idolatry, and the way you get rid of it is you focus on God, and then when you're focusing on God, He removes those things and replaces it with the peace of Himself, which is um, coming up, which Matt didn't get a finish, but yeah, I was going to read it. Uh, you read it. You know, which is also, uh, I personally started to like and improve getting that feeling of, of, of not pleasing God. 
Is that part of getting pruned? Person stuff, that feeling of yeah, not not pleasing God. That doesn't make sense. No. Oh, I personally not 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 to like it, but he's saying I personally start to like you know feel feel like that he's not pleasing God. Right. Oh, yeah. Get, getting that feeling of not pleasing God. That's it's a part of it because it's a growing in your spirit. Your spirit's it's growing. The first part. Yeah, your spirit's growing to want to please God, okay. and once you. Um, you have to deny those things. Once you get past yourself to spend more time with him, so now that you're at that point where you're wanting to please him more, once you start to read more or pray more and you do these things, you'll continue. And that part where you're feeling like you're not pleasing God as much, that'll go away. Because now you're spending time with him and you're uh, becoming one with him. Yeah, when I said it was the first stage, it's, it's the Holy Spirit calling it. Yeah. The Holy Spirit's calling it. Yeah. Um, so, all right. Go ahead. The whole thing, the pruning, is when the world in you is being cut off from you by God. God's making you aware slowly to the death in your life. And he's showing you how to remove it. He himself is intervening in our lives to remove it, right? Mm. And when we feel the conviction, like, Lord, are we doing the right thing? Lord, what is this? What's happening? Am I pleasing you, Lord? There's something there, and we're wondering, obviously. And the Lord's trying to take something. Yeah, because it's death to us. And God's with us. He doesn't want us to have those thoughts. So that's when the fruits come in. It's our faith blossoming because we're finally finding peace in the Lord. Our faith is starting to show. It's not just for ourselves. It's for the other people of the world. So then other people start to take notice because there's less and less death in our life. It was cool how Kathy explained that earlier with with her kids. You know, that's when you saw it. Like yeah. you're trying to tell your kids, but now you see that's who you're becoming. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. Love it. Yes. So, and also sometimes we do struggle because that's part of the thing of us being in the world. So there are intrusive thoughts like that that come in sometimes. But as long as we continue our walk with the Lord and pray and have communication with Him. They start to fade away, and we realize who we are and where we're at in yeah. the Lord. It's like it's like this. Um, the rest of this verse, um, the last two things were well, it's faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control, and then those are the fruits of the Spirit. And it says, against such things there is no law. There's, there's nothing that can go against those things. When we're being those things, there's nothing. And it says. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the sinful nature with its passions and desires. Now here's the part. Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking, and envying each other. Let's not go back to the way it was. Mm-hmm. Keep trying to you know what I mean? It's like when I see two people in the church <clears throat> that are having such hard conflict, especially if it's in ministry, you know? Uh-huh. Then I know right away none of that's from God. None of it's of God at all. None of it. No. And and I have to talk to them because it's the only time I do. I usually leave people alone, let them do their ministries, everything, unless I see something wrong. 
But I, it's the same principle that Nick's talking about. Sometimes things come up, or, we, or we're, you can see the world coming out, like Paul said. What's inside of us is what comes out of us. The Bible says our eyes are, um, a, a, what does it say? A, no, our eyes are, are, are oh, I just had a two name. Talking about the scales, or you're telling them you can't no, see? No, no. Paul talked about it earlier. No, Paul talked about it. Everything that we see goes into our heart. Right. right. They're they're the um, the thing we look in. Everything we see is what mm -hmm. we become. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And so when when there's people in conflict, especially within the church, or especially in ministry within the church, it's because they're they're living back in the world most of the time, and they're bringing that into the church. Because if I have a problem with you, sister, I, I, I may see something that'll give me something to pray about, right? right? Mm -hmm. But I'm not going to be in conflict with you because I love you. Mm -hmm. I may even compromise something as long as it doesn't compromise Christ, just to continue to be in your life, right. which is all the fruits of the Spirit we just read. Right, right. exactly. You understand? Yes, yes. So I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. I'm, if I'm in Christ, I'm not gonna battle that. Right. That's not my battle. And the other thing, somebody asked a question earlier, I don't remember who it was, but there's something else we need to remember is that, and this is hard for us because we're human, but the battle's never going to be against you or me. Right. There's principalities and everything else that are causing those those dissensions. You understand? Yes. When we're in Christ, we see those things. And sometimes we see them and we still act on them because we say we're human or we're this or we're that or we're not there yet or you know what I mean? We're working progress. We're working progress or whatever. We all do it, every one of us. Nobody's pointing fingers, but the closer we get to the Lord, the less we do those things, the more we understand. It's like Paul said, somebody's yelling in his face and he's like trying to help them. You know, it's like because you don't feel the same way anymore. They can even be doing it to you and anger towards you and everything, but you don't feel that way anymore. You, you understand? It's yeah. different. That's what Tito's explaining now. That's good. Now I don't like to do the things I used to do, like the drinking or smoking or speaking badly of others and utilizing bad words and stuff. I'm liking the new way of thinking and seeing things through a whole different perspective. Amen. That's, that's growing. And, and, and that will start to produce you. are being pruned in your life. Yeah. And then you're being pruned so that God can grow. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Just sharing that very mindset with fellow believers is showing fruit. That, that's, that's, that's why we're all saying it. Yeah, you're right. Dave. You said it righteously. Mm -hmm. That's right. It's an evidence of a change in your life. And, and it's an evidence, conviction is the evidence of the Holy Spirit in your life. Amen. Yes. When you ever doubt that, oh man, I'm not getting any better. Look at what I'm doing. Look at what I'm saying. Just that conviction of that is evidence of the Holy Spirit in your life. Mm -hmm. yeah. and, and trust it. So no, God hasn't let me go. God hasn't left me. He's still here. Yeah. I once you just like we went back. Once you you're chosen, you God chooses you. Like, you're in. Yeah. You can take it to that tree yeah. that was cursed. Yeah. yeah. And he chose us all. You're showing yes. He chose the whole world, exactly. and people just yes. got it, accepting it. Mm -hmm. You make that choice. Yes. Amen. Where are we at now? Well, I'm thinking going back to Rome. Let's go to Rome. Let's go back to Rome. You have, yeah, you have two minutes, or yeah. 12 minutes. Romans. Get, get Where is Romans? This way? 
Oh, yeah, prayers. I got your small mobile Josh's truck. Oh, I do have a prayer, uh, not a prayer, I, uh, a praise report, yeah? Yeah. Uh, Jody, uh, Cody did get that job at work, too. Oh, oh, right. She's still got to go in and talk to them about a couple things that they're, that they're requesting that she won't do. But I think they're going to give it to her. Yes. Amen. Amen. Congratulations. Congratulations, Cody. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So hopefully she'll be starting that new position very shortly. How's dad? Oh, my dad too is doing better. But let's have a couple more verses and then we'll get to that. Yeah, I don't even know why I brought up the Cody thing. I guess I couldn't control myself. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Yeah, the, the body took over, huh, Matt? Yeah, it was in the flesh. Sorry, Cody. <laughs> 13. 13. All right. Verse 13. I am talking to you Gentiles, inasmuch as I am the apostles to the Gentiles. I make much of my ministry. You guys remember what we talked about um, Tuesday? With Acts and how oh, yes. and how he was speaking to the Gentiles because the Jews um, would rejected him, mm -hmm. and yeah. so that's what he's getting at here is um, what we brought up about um, that Matt brought up, which was earlier in Acts when um, Paul got called originally. He was yeah, no, that was the name. Uh, Ananias. 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 When Ananias came to Paul yeah. and healed him. And next thing you know is, um, right before that, God had told Ananias that he was going to use this um, throughout his whole ministry, that he was called to be an apostle to the Gentiles. Now, he still went back to his people, which was um, the Jews, to talk to them and try to encourage them to come. But then when they refused, he went to the Gentiles. And when he went to the Gentiles, it was in hope, which is the next... Uh, verse in 14, in hope that I may somehow arouse my own people to envy and save some of them. Mm -hmm. And so he was hoping that he would be able to get them to right. wake up a little bit. Mm -hmm. and, but originally, like um, it said in Acts, Paul was called for the Gentiles mm -hmm. to lead the Gentiles and bring them to salvation. Right. Because God already had foreseen everything. Yeah, God yes, yes. Yeah. And plus, uh, you see, if you read Acts, you can see exactly how Paul oh, is. He uses is so how radical he was against the um, the Christians. Mm -hmm. He uses that radicalness for Jesus. To go as far as going straight to prison and still preaching and then um, the guards start coming to Jesus. And so they have to keep switching out the guards. Wow. Yeah. It goes, that's powerful. That that's powerful. Really, really cool. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It gets very, yeah. very powerful. Some of the things that um, you'll see in your own ministry. Mm -hmm. In fact, when you live it, for it, Christ, people get saved. And that's saved. the way we yeah. should be. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah. I mean, we should. Yeah. You know, he was. That's what he's called. Yeah, exactly. We should have that firmness that. 
Go all the way through. Yeah, because uh. But just remember, we're only human, and we just we we, we sin again. We just ask forgiveness right. and keep going. But we should have that spirit like that. Yeah, yeah. Salt. We should have that spirit like him. Once yes. he was maybe not Saul, but Paul. Paul. Yeah, Paul. I mean, we should have that spirit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That spirit after he, you know, was converted, you know, changed. Yeah. We should have that spirit. Paul talks about it that God did not give us a spirit of timidity, but a spirit of what was the word? Courage. A spirit of courage. And timidity. He doesn't want us to be timid at all. Yeah. That's the problem with Christians, though, is that. The world is so powerful in their eyes because they overwhelm you. You just stay quiet. We are called to be meek, but meek is not weak. Meek is not timid. Timid is meek is loving in the situation, but still being standing firm in who you are. Timid is being afraid. Look at look at Paul's life, for example. When they came against him, he didn't deny Christ. He stood up and boldly spoke it. In love. Saul was persecuting the church. Okay, Saul. Uh, Paul was uh, being used to save the church. Okay, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I have to go like this to remember. <laughs> so, she, she must be partially Italian. They speak <laughs> Okay. <laughs> there's probably something to uh, the meaning of his name too. I don't know. Look I can't. It. I'll have to go look it up. But, well, go on, you guys. Where are you? Fifteen. Hey, you want to read it? Fifteen. Because he said, and hope that I may somehow arouse my own people to envy and save someone. Yeah, for if their rejection is the reconciliation of the world, imagine that. What will their acceptance be but life from the dead? If the part of the dough, okay, let's stop right there for a second. I gotta read this so it makes sense to me. For if their rejection is reconciliation is reconciliation of the world. Right. That's that's yeah. a powerful statement. The, them rejecting me. Uh, because of their rejection, Paul went to the Gentiles and the and the Gentiles are being re- reconciled to Christ. So the whole world is being reconciled. You know, it was all about them before, but now it's about everybody. Right. That's beautiful. What will their acceptance be? But life from death. So, so if them rejecting is bringing this, yes. how much more will their accepting be? So it's actually pretty cool because uh, Saul means prayed for, right? And that's referring back to. Uh, the original name of Saul actually came from First Kings, where they prayed for a uh, a new king, a king that's um, not God, because all these other countries had kings, physical kings, and they wanted to be like them, and so they didn't want to follow God no more. They wanted to follow a king, and well, they they wanted to follow well, God, but they didn't. They wanted an earthly rule. Yeah. But so God gave them. The first king was Saul, 
And then, uh, and uh, when he changed his name, the name meant small or humble. Is Paul. So you can, yeah, you can actually see the difference because uh, one was a prayed for person and the other was small or humble. He was small. And actually, it's pretty crazy because you see that all throughout his writings, too. He was always humble about everything he wrote about. Well, we, we could see that in our own lives because God is our Lord, right? Our Lord. We call Him Lord. And because of that, we gave Him authority and rule over us. But yet, we turn to the things we see because they're tangible. You know, and 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 in a sense, wanting wanting a king over us yeah, instead right. of God, because yeah. God, God, we can't see it. So being human in our walk, we we do that. We turn to the things we see instead of the unseen, which we need to keep turning and driving to God, and not be the way God the things we see. Let's hit this last verse because it's the key verse. Um, 16. Yeah. Okay. If the part of the dough offered as first fruits is holy, then the whole batch of dough is holy. I want to take this If the root is holy, so are the branches. Amen. So when I first read that, I, I thought of it really, really hardcore. It takes it. And he encompasses everything we're talking about. The first part is, is that if we make a choice, like she said, to stand firm in that faith, right? That's our first fruit to God. We're we're, we're surrendering. We're giving him. We're giving him the first fruit, right? Then the, then, then the thing we're trying to achieve in him will be holy. You got that? Yeah. And then the root is Christ. Right, it's the root. It's where it came from. It's where it started. And if he's holy, then you and I in him will become holy. You got that? Yes. And that's what this whole crazy thing is about. And then it gets into more detail because he doesn't want to, but he's literally separating his own people from from what we have because they're not the truth. And, um, and he just told us he's he's. And he just told us how much greater if this is happening they did this, that we could be safe too. Yeah. How much greater would it be if they were saved? You know, if they came with us, you know. You know? And um, I don't know, it's just some crazy explanation, but I feel this way about it. If you want to put it in perspective in our lives, you know, is um, if people are persecuting us for our faith, how much greater would that faith be if the persecutors came to them? Yeah. Right. And yeah. then you would have Paul's running around. Right. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Right. So, so we don't want to be like the rest of the world because when we are, it changes nothing. That's right. Well, and, and it's God's plan is always better, right? God's plan was that His chosen holy people would come, come to Christ, and then through that, the whole world would come to Christ. And I'm sure it would be a much better way. It's just, but but they didn't hear, they didn't listen. So, and He ultimately knew that they wouldn't. Yeah, but he still gave us a chance. God's, that's all I was going to say earlier, too. God's not surprised by our mistakes, our fault. Because he already knew. He already knew. I think instead of saying, man, you did it again, he's thinking, well, there's one more down. 
You know what God loves us? If if you were the only person on earth to ever give your life to Christ, especially after we just talked about all the agony you went through doing, he still would have came and died for you. I know. Individually he loves us that much. And collectively he loves us that much. But if it's just one, he still would have did it. Isn't that crazy? Cool. Something I wanted to remind you guys of, um, which goes back to the reason of the whole part saying um, if part of the show offered as first fruit is holy. Um, that saying went back, you guys remember the part in the chosen where it said, where it showed uh, Abraham coming up and asking for the bread, the holy bread that's, oh, this is only for the priest, or David, sorry, you're right, um, that David came running up and he's like, this is only for the priest, it's holy bread, and, um, but he still gave it to him, and that's what it was getting at, at that exact part, because, and that can go back, I think it is in numbers, I want to say, I don't know for sure about um, going back to the reason of the bread in the first place because you're just offering the first piece like how we should offer the first moment of our day to the Lord just even just in prayer the first fruits is what it says and see what God will do um, Memo was talking about it yeah 1% like out of 24 hours in a day 1% would probably be what 24 minutes he was saying 15 I think it's even a little bit higher than that but I think it is 24 minutes because 10% is uh, 2 hours and 40 minutes so I think it's 24 minutes is 1% so just imagine like half an hour or even uh, do half of that like memo was saying start small start somewhere where you know you can do it Easily, and see what God will do with the rest. Yeah, I had a lady one time. She came and she said, "She said, Matt." She was talking about tithing, and she said, "She said, Matt, I can't. I don't have any money left over. I can't. I don't have anything extra. Everything that I earn pays my bills. You know." And I said, "You know what?" I told her. I said, "You, you um, honor God with whatever it is you have." Yeah. You know what yes. I mean? It doesn't matter where you start. You just have to start. Yeah, it's true. And I forget what she started with, but she started tithing, and then like about a year later, I think, um, her whole life changed. And she got she was still working for the same company, but she got like in a position where she was, you know, leading leading the positions. And then they oh, even man. had her they even had her traveling to other states to start new companies and stuff. And um, she went from being like the lowest to to doing that. It wasn't a big company or anything, but she was doing it. But even when she was gone, she told me that she still sent her tithe. But it was like it was like she was only able to do that because because she started somewhere and God showed. Her. And so in our lives, we just need to start somewhere. I'm not talking about money or this. I mean anything in your life. That's why I was mentioning God. That's why I was saying start with your time. Yeah. Because I mean, how many of us? We can give a tiny piece of our time, mm-hmm. even if it's just a moment, right? When you wake up, even 15 yeah. minutes. Yeah. You know, it's part of that. And so, it's not, the Bible never talks about money. What it talks about is, the only thing it talks about, which is similar, which is, the, it's the first part of your crop. 
And that's that's the closest similarity we can get, right? Yes. And you see it, I mean, Pharisees and all this other stuff, you see all this other stuff being added to it. But the whole point is, is it wasn't ever about the crop or the money or any of that. It was about where your heart was. It was about sacrificing yourself. About giving a piece of yourself to God and... Your money is a big thing to you. That's why you sacrifice some of it. That's why for me, that's a sacrifice. Like me personally, I'm not going to say why I tithe or anything. I don't care about that. But uh, for me, I'm like, man, Lord, I don't care about any of this. And the reason why I tithe to you is so that I never care about it. Because the moment I start caring about it, I know it's going to be swept away and it's going to be nothing. It's true. It's going to be gone. And I would agree. That's how it should be. Because the moment you start caring about money more than you care about the Lord or care about money more than you care about a person, then you've lost. You know the thing that I see is the Jericho story. Yeah. That was the first city that God's people were supposed to take from the promised land. Right? They, they went in, they were supposed to take over the, the promised land, was supposed to be given to them. But when God says, I'm going to give you this, it wasn't that there wasn't going to be battles and this, that, and everything, but God was going to have them win those battles. Everything was going to be given to them. They were, that was their promised land, even though somebody else was there. Right. The first city was Jericho. Yeah. And God, they said, oh, this is a huge city. How are we going to take this city? It was massive. It's filled with people. They even sent spies out. Right? Yeah. So God told them, you know what? Just march around that city seven times praising me, you know? And what happened to the walls? Walls of Jericho fell down on the people. They didn't have to fight a battle. Everything was they just caved in on people and then they went in and they took they took everything, right? Here's the thing. God told them that city is my city. Everything in there belongs to me. You touch nothing, you take nothing. Amen. Right? Because it was the first fruits of crossing over. After that, the rest of the land is gonna be yours. But that land don't touch. Well, somebody did. They took some gold and they hid it under their chin. Because it was also a very rich city. Yeah. Next thing you know, next thing you know, all kinds of bad things start happening. They're not winning any battles. They're losing people. This is happening. That's happening. So they start crying out, God, what's going on? Right? And so God leads them to a, the, the tribe, to the, to the, to the uh, whatever, to the family, to the guy. They look under the side of the tent, and there it is. You know, and, and after they took care of that, you can read it for yourself how they did it. And they started, everything was blessed. They started being blessed you, but before that, nothing was blessed. Wow. And that's the way I see it. Exactly. And that's I always looked at that story like, I'm not going to give my heart to anything else but the Lord. That's why I mentioned it's not about the money, it's not about the fruit, it's not about this or that. It's about what you give to the Lord. It needs to be the first. Yeah. It needs to be the best. Yeah. Nobody, nobody, it's funny. I'm sorry. I can't go there. That bothered me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, First Corinthians 13. No, no. <laughs> All right, we got any prayer requests? I got Josh's and his truck, and I got Jacob, and I'm going to put uh, your dad down still. Yeah, he's doing better. They must have found something in his stomach. They, they put a tube in there and pumped out uh, a bunch of blood. And they, I think they carterized things in his stomach to stop the bleeding. But he had six pints of blood before they did that. Yeah, I'm telling you. So, be careful and I think it's a, I think it has to do with uh, the meds oh, they're giving. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
So they didn't take him off the meds, they just fixed the problem. Just <laughs> <laughs> my son, and my, Brian and Marty. Brian and Marty still. So. I keep ministering with them, we keep fellowshipping. I mean, if it works, it works. He's <laughs> um, yeah. being pruned, and decisions to the certain things that he has to let go, but I sure let it, let, give the will to God. Always. Yeah. Give Always. the will. Mm-hmm. Your plan. I love my clan so much. I pray for them at least two to three hours a day. You know, just for the clan itself. Are you boasting? No. <laughs> no. I'm, I'm praising the Lord that he's there listening to me. Because I'm just like, oh my goodness. So many. It's like, you know, it's Prayers. That's the thing, you guys. A lot of those things on there. If we're gonna have them, we need to have it for the Lord. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yeah. If we're boasting, we need to boast about the Lord. Yeah. 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 If we're Boasting envious, we need to make people envious. Yeah. Yeah. That's a yeah. Paul said. If I, if, I boast, if I must boast, I boast in Christ. Amen. Amen. Mm-hmm. If I'm proud, I'm proud of God and what He's done in my life. Yes. You know. All right. No, there's no other prayers. Yeah. Out there. Oh, I have a headache. Oh, I'm not tired at all, but I have a headache. Oh, that's the other one. I, I couldn't remember for some reason. Mustafa's dead. Mustafa's dead. You want Tylenol? No, I have some stuff in the car. I need You should. Oh, is that from the cinnamon? I think, no, I think it's from the dye. It's just like the soda. They can't have soda. Some things give me. Um, this is a migraine, it's not a, it's not a science headache. So, you didn't get a headache Sunday? Why? Thank the Lord Jesus again. Oh, yeah. No, this is from the, I'm allergic to the dye and sodas, sometimes candy too. Oh. Um, I want to do Great Chris for myself. Okay. Um, I'm sorry, but you've been coming here. I still don't know who Sarah. Sarah. Oh, Sarah. 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 Okay, Sarah. Um, just my salvation, you know. Um, just my walk with the Lord. I always go back. Yeah. But that seed's been planted in it. I feel like since I actually took the like that big step into my walk with the Lord, when I go back now, it's like 20 times worse. And then I'm like, why am I going back? You know, and I'm just trying to cut certain things off and people off, you know. Um, and I feel like it's a blockage um, with my finances. So I'm praying for a job, um, my transportation, both of my cars are messed up. And um, right now, I am trying to study for my exam, for, so I can pass my exam for my phlebotomy. Um, I should have been finished, but I was just too caught up, you know. And right now, like I'm fasting, and I told myself I wasn't going to use my phone for three days, and I had two, um, only two people. <laughs> And even when Mary called me, I was like, can you just knock on my door? <laughs> Mary, I, I don't get my prayer. I don't, I, don't, no, I, don't, I don't do the door. I do the wall. Oh, there you go. Right she said, I'll call you. I was like, no. She's jumping through the wall. And I was like, I'm just doing something right now. That give her a code. Like, she goes to the back door. Yeah. yeah. All you have to do is Yeah, she did. And I did. Um, just doing something that I felt, I got, um, I felt like the Holy Spirit was telling me, like, instructions. 
know, and it keeps getting worse because I'm not following the instructions, you know. And so I'm like, all right, you know, I'm not new to this. I mean, I don't know my Bible, but I do have my experience with God when I talk to him, you know. But my thing is I do want to learn more because I know that's going to feed feed me more, you know. From the root, it's going to knock it off from the root, you know. And that's what I need because... Like you said, it does come from you. You know, I can do little things to substitute it, but if I don't take it all out, it's I'm always going to go back. You know, mm-hmm. and it, and it's a couple of things. So yeah, it's time to get grounded. Yeah, yeah. and I feel like you know, I know, I know better. You know, and even with me just fasting, and I even have my kids. I'm like, they don't know what they're doing. You know, but I'm like, three days, you guys are going to be without electronics. You know, no devices, no nothing. And you guys are going to learn how to get along with each other. You guys are going to learn how it is, you know, just to not have any electronics. They're just all, and you know why? Because sometimes I'm all about that stuff, you know, or I'm on a phone call and I'm talking to people that are not talking nothing godly and there I am interacting and entertaining that. And so like I just told myself, like I need to cut myself off from people. I'm going to fast and I'm not going to eat this. And, you know, I just been doing certain things and I've, I'm just in my zone right now. You know, I get up in the morning and I've just been praying. And throughout the day, I told my kids, don't think, mom, think mama's going crazy. I'm talking to God. You know, I'm just walking around. And I'm like, oh, like looking at me and I'm like, I swear mama's all there. But right now, I'm just doing something, you know, and I broke it down to them. And so they're like, one more day till we get our device. But they've been, even I've seen with my kids, you know, we've been communicating more. Yeah. We've been, you know, and the household has been a lot different, you know. Yeah. And I've just been having different boundaries for my kids. Like, you know, this is a privilege. And you get up in the morning, that's not the first thing you grab. You wake up in the morning, you thank God, you know. Right. So they've been waking up. Good morning, Mom. Good morning, Jesus, you know. Go over there. No, no, no. I told Kobe we were going to pray. Oh, okay. We're going to be in with us. Okay. That's good. All right. And then Leah asked her for her family. Mm-hmm. Um, they're driving back to Kentucky. Okay. You ready? Okay. I'm ready. Everybody else ready? Mm-hmm. All right. Dear Heavenly Father, just, uh, Lord, thank you for this time, Lord. It seemed like it went all over the place in the Bible, Lord. We weren't in one specific book, but those are the best Bible studies, Lord, because... Um, like Matt said, Tuesday, it's about your people, Lord. It's not about the study itself. It's not about the organization. It's not about the getting through the book, Lord. It's about the study. It's about the people. It's about the what we learn, Lord. Us being with you, Lord. And the growing of our faith. and Being one with you, Lord. And to understand it, Lord. And so, Lord, we thank you for the study, Lord. We thank you for the open hearts that were here, Lord. And you moving and being here with us, Lord. Just... Help us to continue to grow this, Lord, spiritually grow this, Lord, and maybe with people too, but mostly spiritually, Lord. And uh, Lord, uh, help us all be right, Lord, right in our heart, and continue to lead us, Lord, through every single day, Lord. Help us not to go anywhere without you, Lord, without you being before us, Lord. Help us to focus on you, Lord, and Lord, uh, just bless the rest of this week, Lord, as we go into the Jesus, Jesus Revolution movie tomorrow. We just ask that you would be there and that it would be about you, Lord, and nothing else. That you would work, you would work through the movie, you would work to the people's lives, and you would prepare every single heart, Lord, 
Help us all be prepared for whatever you do tomorrow, Lord. Whatever happens, Lord, have it to be to your glory, Lord, and nothing else. And Lord, uh, we ask that your hand would be over Josh and his truck, Lord, with everything going on, Lord. Just help him with what's going on, Lord. Just help him to get through this time, Lord, and help him to not only, I guess something's wrong with his truck, so I would just say not only have his truck fixed or back to him, Lord, just, but most important, Lord, that he would also seek you more, Lord, that he would ground himself in you. Maybe you're doing these things to get his attention. We don't know, Lord. We just are using them, Lord. You don't always do them, Lord, but using them. And Lord, we just ask that whatever it is, Lord, it will always be your glory and nothing else, Lord. Not to our pride, not to our glory, not to our boasting, Lord, but only to you, Lord. And Lord, we ask your hand over. I had a Jacob on here. Uh, Lord, help him through his work, Father, and uh, through his camp, Lord. Just continue to prepare him, Lord, and help him to get the rest he needs each and every day, Lord. Just help him to wake up refreshed and rejuvenated, Lord, and ready for this camp, Lord. And be a light to those kids, the kids that have really bad home lives or, or take them from their home lives or whatever the case happened, Lord. Just be with those kids and be with him, Father. Prepare every heart, Lord. Lord, have your hand over Matt's dad. Continue to heal him and strengthen him. And we thank you for the little praise that we heard, Lord, that they were able to carterize something, Lord. That means they found something that was bleeding, Lord. And so, Lord, just help him, Lord. Continue to be with him and strengthening him, fixing this issue with him, Lord. Just be with him. And Lord, uh, we ask that you would just make him renewed and renewed and rejuvenated because we could tell that you're not done with them yet lord and lord uh we ask your hand over cody lord and as she continues to hear good news about this job lord uh, as she goes into um telling them that she can't do these specific things because it's going against something with their lord and so whatever it is lord whether it's time of working lord or something that she would have to do lord whatever it is lord we would just ask that uh you work through it and you work in it, Lord, to your glory and honor, Lord. And Lord, just help her to continue to focus on you and shine her light at her work, Lord, to continue to just be this light there, Lord. And Lord, uh, we ask your hand over Brian, Brian and Madi, Lord. Lord, uh, with everything going on in this world and everything that's going on in families, Lord, we just ask that you would just be with them, not only to strengthen them in you and that you would continue to prune and remove bad things from their life, Lord, but at the same time, Lord, help them to grow as a family, Lord, to grow closer together and to grow closer in you, Lord, making you first and then the family and then everything else, Lord. Just help them to continue to grow with you, Lord, and be one with you, Lord. And Lord, we ask your hand over uh, Mary's whole clan, Lord. She is a bunch of people that she prays faithfully for, Lord. Lord, that's just such a heart, Lord, because you see the change every single time, Lord. We just ask that you would uh, be with each and every person on that list that's on our heart and mind, Lord. Just uh, help them. Help them with where they're at and what they need, Lord. Whether they don't know you or they do, Lord, just be with them and show your hand in their life, Lord. Those that don't know you, we would ask that you would send someone whether it's mary or someone else lord to speak your 
your word to them to minister to them, Lord. But most importantly, Lord, that they would see your hand in their life, Lord, and they would know it's you, Lord. I've seen the things that you've done in the Bible, Lord, where you healed people and you forgave the sins, Lord. And all these things that people said that were only able to be done by God, Lord, and you did them. And so we just ask that you would show those, not those exact things, Lord, but things like it, the miracles, Lord, to show who you are in those people's lives, Lord. Lord, uh, we ask your hand over Leah's family and as they go out to Kentucky, Lord, Lord, uh, give them travel mercies, just be with them and put a hedge around their whole car and around them and make sure nothing can disrupt them, Lord, as they go out. Help them to be safe, Lord. Just to go out there and to find a good Bible-believing church and a good people, Lord, who believe in you. Help them to be grounded in you and to find a good home out there, Lord, back in there, in Kentucky, Lord. And just be with them every step of the way, Lord. Have them not leave your side. Just like Matt was talking about with the dog, Lord. But the dog would just sit there, and Matt's like, he wants to be like that dog next to you. Have them be like that to you, Lord. Have them sit next to you, Lord. And Lord, uh, we ask your hand over Mustafa's dad, Lord, as he's still recovering, Lord. He's going to be in recovery for a while, and we just ask that you would be with him, Lord. Lord, show your hand in his life. Be with him and strengthen him and continue to encourage not just him but that whole family lord mustafa and all the other family members lord just be with all of them lord help them to see your hand in their lives and to be strengthened by you lord and not to be caught up in religion but in a relationship lord and lord uh, have your hand over uh, sarah she has multiple things going on lord she is uh She's fasting and she's doing all this stuff to your glory. And Lord, uh, we would just ask that you would be with her, Lord. Be with her every step of the way and continue to help her prune these things out of her life, Lord. And to focus on you and make the you the rock of her entire life, Lord. Like it's meant to be, Lord. We don't build on the sand, but we build on the rock. And the things we build on the rock are from you, Lord. And so, Lord, we just ask this in your name, Lord that you would just strengthen her faith, Lord, and her walk with you, Lord. And also help her in the exam that she had mentioned, Lord, just help her to do well and just have your hand over her every step of the way. Lead her and guide her to everything she's meant for, Lord. And Lord, we ask these things in your name. In Jesus' name we say, amen. amen. amen.